and welcome to episode 100 of The Brand Lounge, a place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses, inspiring brand stories, and practical advice for entrepreneurs. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative and Podcast Media, where I am a brand visibility mentor and podcast strategist, and I help business owners to be visible and grow their business through their brand. Today, I am joined by the wonderful Siobhan Fox, the unconventional business mentor and marketing strategist at her business, Reveal Marketing. Welcome back to the show, Siobhan. I am beyond excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you back again. So listener Siobhan was actually the first guest on the first ever episode of The Brand Lounge. And as editor of all episodes, has heard every single one of them probably more times than she would care to count. Um, And today we're doing slightly different, something slightly different and reflecting back on the last year of our businesses, the last 100 episodes of The Brand Lounge, and talking just kind of generally around what's changed, how we're feeling, what's been going on. So let's dive in. Given the fact that we've just written the notes for this episode, I'm excited to see how this goes. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like a bit of preparedness. So let's just kind of start with what is a big old question to see what's happened over the last year. I think that when we first when I first started talking to you about starting the brand lounge back in September 2020, it was at the end of such a strange year. And I don't think that 2021 has been any less strange. But let's kind of talk a little bit around our businesses and what's happened in that time. So I know that for you, your business has changed quite significantly. So do you want to just kind of summarize where you were last year and where you are now and kind of the core differences and then we'll chat it through? Yeah. Gosh, uh, starting to make that list in my head, it was insane because it's almost unrecognisable. I think September last year, I was working up to a kind of brand refresh and I was starting to get a lot clearer on a lot of things like who I was talking to and why and how I could help them. But if I thought <laughs> if I thought I was any clearer, then I was kidding myself because so much has changed since. But yeah, I think the key things have been, for me, a general trend towards more helping you DIY than me doing it for you I think that's been one of the biggest shifts and the other one for me is instead of dancing around it actually standing up for I want to do marketing in a more ethical way and use more positive messaging and stop playing on that FOMO fear-based stuff and I think some of that has been a reaction it began the seed of it was sown last year because suddenly we were all a bit more raw emotionally during lockdown. But this year, it's it's we're now getting into that long tail of the mental health fallout. And it's just maybe more passionate to stand up for, like, how can we do things in a more positive, more empathetic, more ethical way? And yeah, to stand for that rather than writing the old blog post and being like, I'll just vaguely stand up for this, but I'm not sure if I can stick my neck out. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I think that um, particularly over the last few years, it's almost like the social causes and changes that have been coming up and awareness on these causes. All of a sudden, it's not it's not enough to just say the words. You have to show the actions. I think that we've seen that through everything that's been rising through allyship and um, Black Lives Matter movements and all of the other horrendous things that have been going on in the global world and communities. And then as small business owners, it's almost like you have to put your actions where you're you're saying that you will. But I also think if you pair that with the fact that there's still a huge amount of people who are either in self-isolation or have been going through various lockdowns imposed by governments all over the place, that you literally don't have anything else to do. So (laughs) those social causes are all the more important because a lot of the a lot of the daily distractions have been stripped away. So you're kind of left a little bit raw with this time to fill. And we fill that with by either more junk, which is always a fun one, but also anything that can kind of help settle that mental discord, I think, that we're all feeling at the moment. But consider it like 2021 is very much an emotional hangover from 2020 for me. I feel very, very bruised, very tired, very much like I just want some good healthy food and greasy food at the same time. And I'm not quite sure how to fill my day because my time is either 
super super wholesome or super super not (laughs) does that make sense yeah kind of yeah yeah I think it's like I mean at the moment my uh I'm not very well I've got like weird stomach issues and I've got a cold and even though I know what I need to do to take care of my stomach to get it better I'm like yeah but I just want to eat something really naughty and I realized actually food is one of the few ways that I soothe myself because I don't smoke don't really go out and drink very much now I'm a parent I don't try not to drink too much anyway frankly don't have the energy um (laughs) can't exercise when I'm unwell um yeah like actually what what do I do that um that is my sort of naughty little thing that brings me a little bit of joy and, and it is eating a bar of chocolate you know so but yeah like you said without those daily distractions and all of that stuff that we are filling our lives with and a busy social calendar which it was very easy to get caught up in before you take all that away I think it has been positive in a way because it's helped us figure out like what's really important to us and what we really want I've had all this like you know for me I've had all this been gifted all of this time with my immediate family my husband and my son but then it's at the expense of time with my wider family and all my friends and you know so it's kind of like with one hand it gave and the other hand it took away so but that does have a knock-on effect then on the small business community because they are all human beings too and it's kind of like I don't know do you feel like it's kind of leaked into our world almost then and how we have to operate and do things yeah absolutely I think that because because there are fewer distractions I think that there are definite changes in consumer habits and I recognize it in myself as much as anything else like as someone who is a chronic impulse buyer I've been much more mindful of every penny that I'm spending now but it's almost like every penny that I'm spending I'm seeing it as an investment as opposed to just kind of being frivolous spending I mean for me my business really suffered through lockdown um as many many did I mean there were plenty out there that thrived mine unfortunately did did not and one of the things that came out of lockdown for me with all of this extra time was actually the ability and the energy and the the space to be able to pursue something that I've been passionate about for a long time, which was creating this podcast. And then that in turn for me now has led to a whole new business, a whole new focus in what I'm doing and a whole new way of positioning my messaging, how I'm talking to people and similar to you, less so maybe on, like it's a slightly different approach that I'm taking rather than focusing on ethical marketing. I'm focusing on that whole bringing awareness to platforms that allow people to share their voice. So it is still from that ethical marketing perspective, but instead of using that as my messaging, my messaging is almost like, you know, here's a way that you can share your voice, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what your views are. And that has given me so much joy and so much fun and so much passion that it's really helped me kind of heal a little bit from the, I was talking to someone about this the other day, but it felt like, I felt like I've been betrayed by my business when actually I know that wasn't the case. But it was almost like my business and everything that I had been working towards was pulled out from underneath me, my confidence along with it at the early stages of 2020. And then the rest of that year was trying to rebuild what I thought I had before, whereas 2021 for me has been about building something new. And it's not necessarily any easier or any more difficult. It's just very different. And I know that your business has changed so much <laughs> this year. Um, our daily voice notes are, seem to be parallel a lot of the time, which is something that I always find really, really interesting. But even down to the way that we are talking about where we are, and I wonder if this would have happened as a natural progression in our business, that you would have gone down more of the route of marketing and business mentor and finding your niche. And I would have found another alternative like I have through the podcast agency, but how we are talking about our businesses and what our roles in there seem to have really been accelerated. And I know that we've talked a lot around how we we did a whole episode on what we should call ourselves within our business. But I'd be I'd be interested to know because you're recently, I think you've really found your 
you've really found your rhythm with it so how does that feel now that you found that oh it's a game changer I think I landed on I have an exercise I do where I get a bunch of post-its this is everything I teach my clients and I do actually take my own medicine so every time I feel that things are a bit weird or I don't know what's going on or things aren't working or I want to shift something or offer something different or talk to someone different I get a bunch of post-its and I write down all my clients recent sort of maybe last three to six months clients where I feel like that was the work that brought me joy and that client felt like you know, your be- your new best friend rocking up. And I write all their names on post-its and I just imagine them in a room together and I think, what's the common thread? Because as you know, the thing that I preach is not niche in terms of a bunch of attributes, like are they yellow or green or short or tall or big or small or all of that stuff that actually doesn't matter. The thing that I teach is what is the sort of common thread? What problem do they all have that you're helping them to solve? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was going, hang on, I don't and I don't know which when it was maybe earlier this year where I started to see a pattern and I was like oh I figured it out I finally figured it out all of these people solve an old problem in a new way they are they've just come up with something that's a little bit different or they've gathered a, a unique skill set to solve a problem but that's why they find messaging hard and then and then I realized that if I could speak to messaging as a problem that was my that was like the I call it the sign on the door and as soon as I had the right sign on the door people would come in and that and I don't think I would have got there without COVID because like you all the wheels fell off when COVID hit and then I had to rapidly adapt and offer something different and none of that would have happened otherwise but yeah that that for me and then I spent a lot of time on (laughs) thesaurus.com And finally found the word unconventional and I literally jumped out of my chair and punched the air and I was like, because, you know, purpose-led, yes, absolutely, passionate, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, they're all the same words that other people are using. I want a different word. I want something that makes you instantly pay attention. And I was inspired by Eloise Burton, actually, because she calls herself the money alchemist and people instantly go, ooh, what's that? And I was like, I want an ooh, what's that? How do I make myself an ooh, what's that? Not just another mar- like marketing strategist. Yeah, whatever, they're to a penny. I was like, how do I make myself a bit more ooh? And it was the word unconventional. And then I realized, yes, my clients are unconventional, but also so am I, because we are all our own ideal clients. Like if you ever want to know who your ideal client is, just take a look in the mirror. It's you. So yeah, that has been so liberating, so uplifting, so clarifying so motivating and it has just allowed me to go out into the world and attract people who are just like me and yeah it's just it's allowed me to finally find my voice I guess yeah it's really it's really interesting because everything that you've said there I'm just like yep that sounds about right that sounds like me that sounds (laughs) like the journey that I've just been through because for me it was like the wheels fell off and I was like I don't know what I want to do anymore how can I stand out in the branding space and it's been trying to make I've been trying to make the move more towards strategy than over design because this the design is pointless without the strategy behind it but trying to market that is really difficult when you're battling against not only other strategists because you know you could address your business strategy or marketing strategy or your brand strategy with three different people and still come out with three plans that cover all three like a business strategist will help you with your brand to a certain degree in a marketing strategist there's so much overlap between them all so in a very fierce market anyway plus the lack of understanding around what actually strategy is and how it helps and the value it brings and when you pair that with the need or the desire of the clients just to see a visual difference and so many different people being able to offer that now because wonderful tools like canva mean that there are ways that people can designate their visual identity and it was just getting so messy and I was like I don't know how I stand out I don't know where I sit and similar to you it was trying to find that one thing that was just like yes that's it my free freeze frame punching the air end of a sitcom cue music moment and for me it was realizing how much joy I have when I'm talking and bringing podcasting to life both for myself and and a couple of clients who were curious about it in a branding perspective and then 
choosing to launch that as a separate business as opposed to an extension of my business really gave me the it gave me that feeling of satisfaction that now I know that I can still do my branding work that I'm super passionate about and me as a business owner and as an expert I can position myself as a brand visibility focus but I can help that through podcasting as well. And the podcasting business is growing in such a very different way because it's very much agency based and it's pulling in all of this wonderful talent and all of these wonderful people that are working with me to bring this to life. And at the same time, I'm still getting to have my one-to-one clients where we're working on brand visibility and design and strategy and all of that good stuff as well. So yeah, I think my challenge was trying to find a way that I felt that excitement and that fire burning for what I was doing again, that was easy and like, oh, what's one of those? What, where, what, what is it that you do? Oh, podcast. I've heard a podcast. That sounds like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of social media. I want to do podcasting, <laughs> that kind of thing. And I, I mean, we've had this conversation repeatedly that I've never had so many leads as I've had since I've managed to find that that button and I know that you've had huge success with things that you've been running since you found that that kind of niche that felt good and you knew how to communicate it but for anyone who's out there who's just like I haven't found that yet like it does take time and it does take work and it takes many many post-it notes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but also I think it's just about looking at it in the right way and I think too much of the advice out there is about if I see one more post about ideal client avatar, because I'm like, that idea comes from corporate when we don't know who our customers are. But guess what? You're a small business and you talk to your customers and your clients all goddamn day. You know exactly who they are. Don't let anyone tell them you don't know who they are. Of course you do. And I get a bit soapboxy about it. (laughs) That's totally fine. Soapboxes are welcome here. And I think that that's it. It's just the fact that Everyone's like, once you have your ideal client or once you have this in place or once you have that Mm -hmm. in place, but actually what connected for you was a word and what connected for me was a platform. So even though our journeys are similar, the thing that caused that sudden connection of, oh, that's got everything feeling like it's working again. And I feel excited and my clients feel excited and there's definite interest and it's easy to talk about. It can be something completely different for you dear listener than it is for anyone else that's out there so for you it could be messaging for you it could be word for you it could be a I don't know a photo that inspired you in some kind of way it could be a (laughs) who knows it could even be one of those quotes that you see on Pinterest (laughs) (laughs) they're everywhere I've got stacks of them around me that change depending on how I'm feeling that day so This, I think, brings us on beautifully to the different ways that we have developed our marketing over the last kind of year or so. And you said something that was really interesting before we hit record, which is why we should never talk unless we're recording, is that that, um, for me, it was a case of finding the social media has always been uh, up and down for me. I have a a love and hate relationship with it. And sometimes my approach to it is very much, yeah, it's great. I'm just going to show up. I'm going to do my thing. And then I'm going to just kind of, it will all be fine. But as soon as I get overwhelmed, my social is the first thing that goes because I don't know how to communicate my chaotic reel of thoughts (laughs) into a coherent carousel. And with the launch of Clubhouse, which is an audio only platform, if anyone isn't familiar with it, that launched kind of the beginning of this year I joined and then I've been showing up on there regularly each week and through podcasting and being a podcast guest and giving talks and basically talking like (laughs) literally I build my marketing strategy around me talking now and how has yours changed and developed Siobhan what have you found a kind of the differences between where you were and where you are now when you're marketing yeah I always say to people that compliment me on my Instagram and genuinely I'm not making this up people do compliment me which is lovely I'm always like scroll back you don't have to scroll back very far to find utter shite because I want to show people I want to be honest I want to show people that it's a process it takes a while to figure out and um, I don't want to be one of these people that just turns up with a pristine Instagram account because it's not an honest account of what how this how this whole gig goes but yeah I think for me with social media 
I'm like you it has been a bit off and on and yeah sometimes there's like like the actual world is on fire and it feels a bit uh insensitive yeah it feels a bit to just rock up and be like please buy my shit or like have you updated your marketing strategy lately you know like (laughs) when you're sat there going I haven't done mine (laughs) yeah and also like there's some people dying over here like I think I care more about that I don't know there's been times when it's been felt very strange but I think for me I actually started off this year doing big Phil Harrison's Facebook challenge on how to run a Facebook challenge and it made me realize I mean I I could see it from both sides the content in his Facebook challenge was really helpful but also I could see it as a marketing strategist and go well this is really simple isn't it you're just asking me sensible questions so I think that was a game changer because I it made me realize how simple it could be and I think because most of my activity and community action was on over on Instagram I was like right I don't want to do this in a closed group I want it to be open to everybody so I decided to run an Instagram challenge and I do think that is the one of the biggest drivers for like all of the change mm. because I had to <sighs> I don't know why I did this to myself. So I pre-edited videos that went out in the morning that like introduced a thing. If you signed up to the email list, you got a bonus PDF that helped walk you through it. But I didn't want to, anyone to be beholden to signing up to my email list so you could just watch the videos. And then I forced myself to do a live every evening. And I absolutely shat my pants the first one that I did. I was so jittery. I was all over the place, terrified. Um, but I think, you know, five days later, I was sitting there like swigging a glass of champagne, like, yeah, I can do this. And then that's what gave birth to realising that talking live on camera, once you just get over yourself, it's fine. And actually, then the great thing is that I find it much easier to talk than to write. And I think whilst I'm talking new, I do, like we do this all the time. We leave each other a voice note. And by the end of the voice note, you've answered your own question because you've come up with an idea. There's something about the talking process. And here comes the science bit. Yeah, I don't know the science bit for that. But brain stuff happens and magical shit comes out of your mouth. Insert <laughs> 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 things about biology and phy- physiology. I can't yeah, even say it. Yeah, got, that stuff I there. No, I yeah, we think as we magic happens uh and I think maybe when you write sometimes you overthink or I don't know and then I realized that if I changed my social media strategy to include more live content that yeah it actually was easier and quicker to create and more enjoyable and got better results because people felt like they were talking to me and the other big game changer was reels and I think because I've like been a video producer, I'm not scared of video editing. And I was really into Vine back in the day, which probably makes oh, me sound really old. Vine. <laughs> I fucking loved Vine. It was so much fun. Um, yeah, me and my mate used to make Vines all the time when we were working in video. So I wasn't scared of all that stuff. And I just leapt in and I was like, also in the early days of lockdown, me and my son watched a lot of TikTok. Mm-hmm. So maybe it just got me back in with that. So there was a lot of like age inappropriate stuff for him. He was only like two and a half. And I kept having to be like, swipe, swipe. You're not supposed to see things like that um, or people swearing. So, yeah, I started making reels and that that was a game changer. And I just leapt in. And to be honest, they're still uh, my transitions are not anything flashy. I downloaded InShot and I was like, I know you can do loads of cool stuff with that, but I just don't have time. And the whole point with me is what you see is what you get. There will be crumbs on the work surface in the background of my reels. And I made an entire one without makeup on today. Like, who cares? It's about, it makes me laugh. Hopefully it will make you laugh. And hopefully it will just make you think differently about something. And I think really live video, you know, talking at events that came out of that. I then started running the masterclasses. I think like talking live and making reels, the biggest thing for me has just been injecting the fun back in. And probably saying better words, but also it just people seem to enjoy it more. And and then they turn up on calls with me and they're like, I feel like I know you already. Yeah. And you're like, that is the biggest compliment you could pay my marketing. And that means it's so worth everything that I'm doing because it's doing that selling job. So my thing that um, I often say to people is that if your marketing is really on point, you don't need to sell. That person is sold when they arrive. You're just figuring out the details. And that is genuinely my experience of how that goes down. It 
yeah, it's a game changer. That's a really long answer to a question that I can't even remember. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> that happened like ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> way, way back. No, um, I think that it's it's really and again, like get ready for this, listeners, because I'm gonna probably say this every time Siobhan's finishes talking. I see a lot of parallels between seniors. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because I when I realized that I can record a two-hour podcast session and get so much out of that or I could spend three hours creating two Instagram carousels it kind of really brought my attention to where my content strategy should lean to for me like I love recording and similar to you like I'm beginning to use skills I finally have a use for some of the shit that I learned in my degree so I did animation but we also had to learn about kind of all different things. There was a lot of technical stuff that went into it rather than just the drawing side of it. Like you had to learn about timing. You had to learn about rhythm. You had to learn editing. You had to learn production, audio, all of that kind of stuff. And then I've done video and audio production on and off throughout my career as well. And I always absolutely loved it. Like when I was younger, I was obsessed with films. I wanted to be the first female director to ever win an Oscar. Um, all of these different things. Damn you, Catherine Bigelow for beating me all of these wonderful things that I had so much passion for but never put together that it could actually be a part of my business which is just bizarre to me now looking back but finding Clubhouse as a way of being able to give value and give information like I co-host a room every Wednesday no matter what around podcasting around audio content and out of that I will always have ideas questions and things direct from my audience in a conversational manner that then allow me to repurpose that in order to help others so not only is it helping me by being visible and helping me get my leads and get new clients but it's also like you said they know me by the time that they go you know what you've already I already know that this is what I want to do I already feel like you've you've helped me along the way and I'm just ready to work with you and perfect like suits me down to the ground (laughs) having someone going how can I work with you rather than what is it that you do and that is just really lovely and similar to you some of my key successes this year is that I've actually for the first time been paid to give workshops and that for me was such a huge personal goal that gave me all the warm fuzzy feelings mixed in with the anxiety um, that both went really well and now I've been invited to speak to two at two different conferences one in October and one in November so now I'm looking for one in December if there's anyone out there you live in the dream this is what we said isn't it probably a year ago we just want to get paid to talk to people and help them exactly and now like both of us finding up the rhythm for our marketing so I love your reels I find them hilarious I don't know where you find all of the filters that you do but every time there's like good messaging obviously because it's what you do but the messaging that goes along with it I'm just like knowing you I'm like you found that filter I thought this would be funny and it is well done (laughs) but I haven't quite brought myself to having that experience with reels yet so yeah it's it's interesting that we've kind of gone along similar similar tracks (laughs) what do you think it is about that that like audio only because you're not alone like what is it about the audio only that is different or special or or attractive do you think it's interesting because I record the videos for all of these podcasts so one day the videos will be out there I think for me being quite from a personal level and this is a very much a personal decision is like I have a very I have a very mixed experience with my self-confidence and myself like my my self-image my body image and just kind of the way that I talk and the way that I do get carried away and talk on tangents and my passion comes through in a way where I'm waving my arms around like god knows what and I've always felt for a lot of my life that I've had to suppress a lot of that just to kind of fit in and particularly in the corporate world like you can be excited but not too excited or yep. you go off on tangents but in your own time and it was just never really accepted and I think that now that I have the freedom for it spin-off podcast Tammy's Tangents Tammy's Tangents <laughs> a podcast full of tangents <laughs> oh my goodness don't let me loose on that idea <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, I think it's just being able to just have conversations like I would with anyone because like having video on, I feel self-conscious. I'm very conscious of myself talking. I'm very, it's distracting because I'm self-conscious, because I'm aware that I'm I'm being recorded. It does make me feel like I can't be myself, I guess, quite as much. Um, whereas with audio, it just feels like, it's fine. I'm quite, I, I have a lot of inflection in my voice. And that I think just allows me to articulate in a way where I'm not distracted by how I look. I am only focused on what the conversation is. And from, from the expectation that the listener is not distracted by the way that I look, they're just listening to that content. And I think it just hones it in. Um, so yeah, partly it's self-conscious, partly it's just that connection, I think, for me personally, fits much better. Yeah. Um, Pat Flynn, the godfather of podcasts, I remember going to his webinar ages ago and him saying about like the average listen length of a podcast is 30 minutes. And he's like, no piece of content will capture someone's attention for that long. And he talked about it being an intimate yeah. media. And I was like, oh, I love that word. Because, yeah, if I'm listening to this whilst I'm walking to the shops, like me and you are in my ears, you know, like there is you literally feel like that person is talking to you. There's something very private. Yeah. Intimate and private about just the human voice on its own without anything else. I also personally think it's a bit of an antidote to a world where for a while we had to live online mm. and people got zoomed out and, you know, it wasn't easy for everybody to adapt. It is still a bit strange. You can't read everyone's body language and it, you know, it can feel awkward and there's a freedom in only having to use your voice and not knowing like you said that people aren't looking at you yeah and then again from like from the marketing side of things like with social media the way I describe it is like social media is a bit like a toddler where it's, it expects you to stop what you're doing and pay attention to it it's very disruptive it, it you're expecting people to literally disrupt their day to stop and pay attention to what you have to say Whereas for me, podcasting is beautiful because I can work whilst listening to podcasts. Um, if I'm designing, then great. <laughs> if I'm doing podcast stuff, then obviously <laughs> I'm going to be listening to the podcast. But like if I'm cleaning, if I'm cooking, if I'm walking around, if I'm, you know, just chilling in the bath, whatever it is that I want to do, a podcast goes along with me as opposed to expecting me to literally have to physically stop and mentally stop what I'm doing to specifically take in someone's advice. And as someone who constantly multitasks, whether they want to or not, because I'm a chronic fidgeter and doodler, like it's a great way for that information to come in for me. And someone that I was talking to earlier today, who is thinking about doing a podcast around quite a sensitive subject, getting that information across on social media, people can be very unsure about wanting to interact with specific types of content because then you're going to get plagued by adverts and targeted mm. marketing and everything else. And if it's a sensitive or private issue, you're not going to want to have that kind of out and about. Whereas with a podcast, once you've listened to that show, it is just between you and your earbuds, what you're listening to. So there is that kind of sense where you can have these longer form conversations around topics that are, are more sensitive, that make people feel less alone, that are bringing awareness to it, that are bringing voices to it without them feeling like they're putting it out there into the world. So yeah, I think that that was quite an interesting change that I wasn't expecting. But also it is that it's the longer form as well, because there's more space to explore. You've got such a short time on social media to stop the scroll it's all about attention grabbing and you can only get so much information in but video and podcasting you've got some time to like that's why like for me I love running the masterclasses. I've got space and time to gently go I'm going to introduce a thing I'm going to give you some examples and some analogies and then we're going to discuss it and do an exercise and move on and we've got time yeah. because everyone is there and they're committed and we've got a bit of space to explore it rather than like a social media post which is like please think differently about this thing oh you've gone okay bye yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and I, I think we see this pattern in this rhythm and, and other things as well like networking is something that across 
all of the episodes that we've done for the Brand Lounge, so many people have, have sanctioned networking as being one of the key ways of building businesses. I built my business through networking originally. I absolutely love it. But when it comes to networking and content, your short form networking is the equivalent of speed networking, where you're just exchanging business cards and then just hoping someone remembers who you are. And then your longer form content is like those networking meetings where you actually get a chance to have a conversation. And then them coming back to your content is when you have your one to one. So it is building up that longer form content does build that connection. And if you can do it in a way that works so well for you that you feel really comfortable, you can be yourself like you do with your with your lives and like I do with the podcast. It's like those people already feel like they know you. So by the time you do have a one to one with them, they're like, I know a lot about you. It gets to the point where you're like, I'm not trying to be creepy, but I already know what you were up to on that weekend because you've already told me about it. And like my dad always says that he finds it odd whenever we talk every Sunday because he's like, I've already heard your voice repeatedly this week. Like, yeah, that was one sided, dad. Like, I'm still here. <laughs> and it's the same with your clients. Like, it's wonderful that they're getting to know us as business owners so much better. It's just making sure that the conversation continues. Yeah, definitely. That's been another big shift for me in marketing this year is finding different ways to continue the conversation, mm. but making my marketing a conversation, you know, like yeah. it's not just about someone visiting the website and contacting you. It's about, yeah, some people do that, but some people are like mm, I'm not sure yet and then maybe they could go find me on Instagram maybe they could join my email list and off the back of the first masterclass this year I, I launched the Facebook group and that's been a big and that that is a, just an you know an ongoing daily conversation and that's been I think in conjunction with everything else the thing that I was missing where I was regularly talking to people and like you were saying earlier about you know you talk to people on Clubhouse and then you come away with ideas or for me that Facebook feels like the place where I'm in touch with clients and potential clients every day and they're telling me what they want and or I can ask them what they want and we can I can actually share what I do in my marketing one of the my clients on my mentoring program is a career coach at the moment and I was saying to her like you know you coach that's what you do so try framing your marketing as starting the coaching process before before they're starting to work with you like frame your marketing as coaching because what you're coaching them to understand is that they've got a problem you can solve and as soon as we framed it that way she was like oh (laughs) I see yeah and it made me realize like oh hang on that's what I've been doing I've just not said those I've not put those words together but you know like the the Instagram challenge and the master classes and the shift in my Instagram content and the Facebook group is all just I'm just beginning that coaching and mentoring process and some people will come in and pay me to do that on a group basis or a one-to-one basis and some people won't but that's fine they hopefully will then go and tell me about other people but yeah I see a lot of stuff about you know don't give too much away for free and I'm like you can never give too much away because ultimately you have to you have to have full faith in the fact that there's no substitute for what happens when someone pays you money and they work with you as a client. There's no substitute for that. Absolutely. And I think something that's really interesting that I've realized whilst we've both been talking this through is the fact that a lot more of our marketing is based around having conversations, whether even as part of our marketing is conversations, but part of that is listening more. Mm. And I feel like I've done more listening this year to myself, to my audience, to what my marketing statistics are telling me. Like the important part of the conversation is also listening to see how you then need to continue that conversation on. And it's just, yeah, exactly like you were saying, like my my experience with Clubhouse and your experience with your Facebook group in particular, by listening to the responses that we're getting to the conversations that we're having, it really helps us guide what the next thing is that we can help with what we can talk about and where we need to direct kind of our efforts and our focus. So that's, yeah, that's really interesting. I think last year was a lot of reflecting and this year has been a lot of listening. At this point, I just wanted to jump in with the Chartered Institute of Marketing definition of marketing, which is They define it as the management process which identifies, anticipates and supplies customer requirements efficiently and profitably. And the reason I love quoting it is because it's not about shouting about what you do. It is exactly what you said. It is about listening. So you're identifying a problem, anticipating it and supplying the solution. But it starts with listening, not talking. But I 
can't I don't remember that definition without looking it up hey that's that's okay but I always go it's I know it's about listening not talking (laughs) (laughs) you don't want a little card somewhere so you can I know I know (laughs) that would make me sound so much more professional and knowledgeable (laughs) (laughs) I think people would also suddenly go um what (laughs) what was that can you just break that down for me so this time has flown past I can't quite believe how long we've been recording already but um I think that identifying like what we did last year and and kind of the general themes of this year and how we've grown what do you think is your expectation or your focus or even your goals for like the rest of this year and maybe moving into 2022 um the big thing for me is launching the membership and that really has come out of a lot of listening so that will be coming in november it's going to be called the unconventional business academy and the idea is to build on what me and my wonderful facebook group members have created because a lot of that is is them not me and also i would say my group program um i had 10 business owners on that in august and some some magic happened in front of my eyes and they've formed connections with each other and yeah it's amazing so i just i feel like group spaces are a big learning for me that that's really my jam and that will allow me to to sort of facilitate learning for a bigger group of people so that will be a creative business and learning membership community for people who just want to figure out their own way to do it yeah that's going to be my main focus after the masterclass which happens next week 13th of October sorry if you're listening after the 13th of October there will probably be another one soon so yeah that's going to be everything you need to take care of business so your business mindset model message and marketing and then everything you need to take care of you which will be taking care of your health your wealth and yourself I will do I broadly me I'll be doing the business bit and then I will roll out some excellent experts that I know um, to do the health wealth and self bit so I'm hoping it'll be like a holistic business owner space to like connect with people learn some stuff but I want it to be about the minimum not the maximum so like if you only logged in and interacted with one thing that month you would get your money's worth I don't want it to be a place of overwhelm I want it to be super supportive and simple to use and something you can dip in and out of if that's what suits so yeah a big theme upcoming for me is going to be time is how to create more time and understand how you're using your time and prioritize and all of that stuff because I'm secretly a massive organization and process nerd so I think we talked about messaging and marketing a lot this year I think it's time for me to roll out my inner geek and that seems to be what people the support that people need right now how about you so for me I'm in a really weird interesting fun strange space where I'm like wrapping up some of my clients from um shadow cat that have historically kind of not historically like it's in years ago but from before trying to take these new slight tweaks and changes and and refocusing the business more than anything but for the next quarter a lot more of my focus is going to be around building up the podcasting agency which is podcast media and because because we're just starting out and because it's more important for me that our mission is kind of prevalent as opposed to we're not aiming for like massive massive growth and huge launches and everything else towards the end of this year I'm going to save a lot of my big launches for next year but for the last quarter it's about listening it's about learning it's about establishing us as a place that champions other people to use their voices through whatever means that they want to like our focus is mostly going to be on podcasting a touch of live streaming a lot around content but it's more important to me that we start putting our actions into place instead of our words which reflects back to what we were saying at the start of the episode and really taking those actions and showing how we want to support other business owners to bring their voices to the forefront. So a lot of it, I think, for this last quarter is just going to be focusing on, yeah, focusing on that, focusing on helping others and just showing up consistently. I think for me, as a me as a personal person, <laughs> as a business owner, 
um, rather than talking about the businesses themselves, I have found consistency a massive battle. I would say for the last year, but honestly, most of my life, um, <laughs> not great with routine. I do find it very difficult to find that balance between variety and routine. Uh, so consistency is something that I'm really going to try and put all of my focus into for the last last part of this year and just really see how like we all know the compound effect of doing one one thing to move the business forward every day or one thing to connect with people every day or one action that you take every day and how that adds up and I think for me this this last part of the year is just going to be very much putting into practice what I preach (laughs) that's the hope anyway we'll have to see Oh, that's the hardest thing, isn't it? The amount of clients I talk to and they're like, oh, I'm having this problem. We talk it through. And then I'm like, well, how about you reframe it this way? Or you could try doing X, Y and Z. And then I go, I'm just going to write that down because that's quite good advice. And I should be doing that also. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? Like after all of these podcast episodes, every time I record an episode for the Brand Lounge, it's the advice that I need to hear from the person that I'm speaking to. It always seems to come at the perfect time. And I don't know whether that's just kind of divine intervention or whether it's just that I always need to hear these messages, which gives me hope because it means that others out there will find it helpful as well. But every single guest that I've recorded with, I've always left with something where I'm like that's something that I hadn't considered or a way of reframing it or an action that I want to take and it never fails to amaze me how many times I leave you a voice note and by the end of it I'm like I've solved my problem thanks (laughs) yeah I mean that whole thing about categorizing your your zoom calls Mm-hmm. and colour coding them that I came up with when I was voice noting you the other day I was like that is an absolutely brilliant idea I'm going to put that in my next masterclass when I talk about time yeah because yeah we all have to, and this comes back to what you were saying about social media and consistency one of the fundamental things that I don't think gets taught or talked about is we all need to understand what our minimum is in business like what does your minimum say you got really ill or you had to look after a member of your family or some sort of shit hit the fan what is the bare minimum you would need to keep your business running mm-hmm. in a week is that an hour a day and what would that hour be spent doing and I don't think we think about the minimum enough and you know even something as simple as going these are business essential calls business non-essential nice to have calls doesn't mean you don't have to do them in an average week but it means you can easily see in a week when you're not well like what could I reschedule what could I shift what's not a priority because you know that is the whole point of owning a business is when you're really unwell you can take time off you don't have to ask you don't have to call up and be like oh I'm not well I can't possibly like Monday I felt awful and I spent the day on the sofa binge watching Netflix because I wasn't capable of doing anything else And that is something I should feel empowered to do because I run a business. It is not drag yourself to your desk and all of that crap, because that's why we left our jobs. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. And I think that that's kind of, if anything, if I've learned anything from this last year and from creating this podcast and hearing all of the glorious advice that I managed to eke out of my guests every week, which has been absolutely incredible, is that you can never stop learning and you can never stop learning you as an individual like Mm -hmm. we we establish our boundaries we push our boundaries we establish our processes we change our processes like it's always in a constant state of flux and understanding and appreciating the fact that your business will always look like looking at our businesses now compared to where they were this time last year it's just unrecognizable like I had no idea that I'd be launching a whole new podcasting agency and changing the complete direction of my business focus and the way that it's been received and for yourself like the way that things have changed and developed in the way that you're talking what you're talking about everything that you're launching in a membership program completely different to wherever we thought we were going to be so I hope that that gives the listeners some solace on if you're not quite sure where you're at at the moment don't worry you'll find your way and then it will all change again oh yeah (laughs) There's a wonderful book that one of my group program clients kindly sent me at the end of the I was like, you don't have to buy me a present. You paid me money, but it's just so lovely of her. So lovely. She sent me like this little gift pack and it included this book called Wabi Sabi written by Beth Kempton. And it is all about this Japanese concept of 
living a perfectly imperfect life. So much in there just made me think about our businesses and exactly what you said. It is just getting comfortable with everything being imperfect and knowing that that is exactly how it's supposed to be. Perfect. Perfectly imperfect. Awesome. I found it really interesting. I love having these conversations to not only reflect on where I was, but also to reflect with someone else is incredibly helpful because what their experience and what they've gone through may trigger a recollection of something that you've gone through that either parallels that or is similar or even the opposite and it just helps us to try and make us realize that we aren't alone and it's okay to grow differently (laughs) absolutely but the key thing is to ignore the noise and stay in your own lane yes 100 (laughs) percent. and we will both be listening back to that last line repeatedly yep i'm gonna write that on a (laughs) post-it post-it notes all around thank you so so much for joining me today siobhan it has been an absolute pleasure as always thank you so much for having me i feel quite honored to be episode 100 maybe we could come back next year episode 200 and like who even knows where we'll be I'm so excited to find out I can't wait and yeah I'd love that let's I would say get it in the calendar but okay, that's a little bit too far for me all right we've already talked. yeah where can the listeners find more of you online so they can find me at www.revealmarketinguk.com which is my website reveal marketing uk on facebook and instagram and you can find my facebook group if you are so inclined it's called small business big message it's a fantastic group as well guys i'd highly recommend it oh thanks that's all right thank you so much for coming so that's where we wrap it up for today then folks 100 episodes i don't quite know how that happened it feels like only a few weeks ago that i was considering doing a podcast and now we're at 100 episodes nearly 50 different female business owners who have come onto the show shared their wonderful insights experiences advice and stories so many good GC conversations that have happened so many things that I have learned and I hope that you have too and nearly a hundred different opportunities to start new conversations new ways of thinking and reframing our existing expectations I hope that you've enjoyed this journey as much as I have I cannot wait for the next 100 episodes to carry on we have so many cool guests in the lineup I'm already recording for the next batch so make sure that you do hit that subscribe button to not miss out on any of the ones that are upcoming and yeah and come and find us on socials we're talking more about the brand lounge over on clubhouse if you're interested in starting a podcast of your own please come and follow me on instagram at podcasts media like podcast but with cats instead i'm sharing plenty of advice lessons learned experience and expertise from other individuals in the podcasting and audio format industry loads of learnings from everything that's been going on in the whole of 2021 from all forms of marketing perspectives so anything that you want to do when it comes to video audio or content you can find some information or some answers that will be over there but i will be continuing the brand lounge bringing you new guests every tuesday and every thursday after our short break these last couple of weeks and I'm really excited to hear if there's anything from you guys that you've really loved anything particular that stuck with you or any episode that you really enjoyed would like to hear please do get in touch you can find us at the brand lounge podcast over on Instagram you can find me on LinkedIn you can find me on Clubhouse both of those are at Tammy Heels H-E-A-L-S all of the links will be in the show notes and until next time listeners come and join in the conversations let's talk about it let's find out what needs to be said and bring that transparency to the small business world because you are not alone in however you choose to build your business these last two years have been ridiculous and we can make it through or start something fresh i've done both (laughs) why not come and join the conversation and as always all the links in the show notes I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you for 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. I'll see you in the brand lounge.